every every second week, uh, Greg and I thought it'd be a great idea to sit down, just keep talking uh, about right. anything and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, so your your preamble was, "How am <laughs> I doing?" Mm-hmm. First thing I want to say, I actually really appreciated spending more than an hour talking about my son um, a couple of weeks ago. For me, it was very therapeutic. Um, as as I mentioned in that podcast, Greg, every day I'm still processing it. And I think until the day I die, I'll still be processing my son's passing. You uh, were very instrumental in, uh, in helping me get through that bit in my life. And I'm still not over it, but I mean, we'll keep talking. So again, mm-hmm. I, I thank you. It was uh, actually, I found that session very therapeutic because it brought me back and it, it, it made me remember a lot of the things that I wouldn't normally think about uh, because of your questions. You gave me the opportunity to open up and actually do some thinking. So for that, my friend, thank you very much. No, no need to thank me. I was hoping that in a lot of ways... You know, I'm comfortable uh, being behind the mic because it, it can be a character. It can be somebody that's not myself. I, I, I try to be myself as much as possible nowadays behind the mic. But I, we're, we're comfortable being in our studios, right? You're in your studio. I'm in my studio. Yeah. Uh, we're, we're miles apart. But I thought, well, this is a comfort zone for Rob, I wonder, and a comfort zone for me. Maybe that's an opportunity for us to kind of process what happened that, uh, that your son uh, uh, took his life. And, you know, as I said, it's an ongoing process. There's not a day that goes by. Uh, I was downtown today uh, doing some banking, and someone brought up my son's death. I'm not saying it's every day, but it seems like it's every day that either people have just found out or they are naturally concerned. They go, Rob, how are you doing? So for all the people who have <laughs> have taken me aside to actually ask me how I am doing, um, I really appreciate that because uh, it means a lot and it, it says a lot about human beings, um, that people are compassionate and people actually authentically wonder, how are you doing, Rob? So mm-hmm. that means a lot to me. It really means a lot to me. What was it like uh, doing the production on it? It's kind of what I was thinking might be even more therapeutic for you is that we we talked about it behind the mic, but also you yeah. had to take that episode and play it back in your studio and you know uh, clean it up and 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 well first for, well first things first I had to obviously. Um use my great production skills to make you oh, sound geez. better. <laughs> Thanks a lot. <laughs> <laughs> but this is the way we talk. Anyway, no, seriously, um, it was tough. But at the same time, as I said to you on the phone be- just before going on the air today, it was a good thing for me to do this because I will never, until the day I die, I just know in my heart I uh, will continue to try and process what has just happened. And by producing, like, I, I'm not sure if people understand how how this podcast is done. Greg and I sit down at a predetermined time and we decide to do 
the podcast and we record it and sometimes we stumble or we'll go okay let's take that back because i didn't mean to say that or what have you so there's a fair amount of editing that goes on so obviously i have to listen to the podcast from front to back right and sometimes i have to make appropriate changes uh because we want you as the listener to get the best possible show that you can and we're not uh, we're human. We make mistakes, but we just don't want you to hear our mistakes. <laughs> so that's what I was getting at. It's like I wasn't saying I have to fix you because I don't have to fix you. You know, one but. thing I noticed when you're when you're behind the mic and doing the episodes that we have to edit out every once in a while. You go, that's all, folks. <laughs> so that takes hours of cutting that oh, out. It, but it, no, it let's, does. let's let's come back to. Uh, we we did the episode and then you had to produce it. So as you're saying, you have to listen to it from front to back. So you actually had to listen to yourself again, go through the emotions and and um, like what like what was that like for you? Was it painful to listen to it? Yes and no, because when I say yes, it was painful because it conjured up a lot of old memories, um, obviously about my son. But there were a few things that I said in that episode that ring true for me today. And uh, here's a couple of takeaways. One of them was, it's okay to cry. Um, I don't think, I've only cried on the air probably twice in my life as a radio announcer. One of those times, I'll never forget it, was September 11th. I was doing the afternoon show at Shome. Montreal, uh, but all the lives that were taken from us and and also the way that Canada stepped up out in Newfoundland. That's right. Um, the um, great people in Gander, Newfoundland. That's right. And so that one hit me. And I'm trying to, re- the other time I lost it on the air, I was very young and it was the day Terry Fox died. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I was working at my local radio station here in Stratford And I remember I had to go on the air. Uh, Back then, um, I had to read news as well as being a disc jockey and playing records. So I had to go on the air and announce that Terry Fox had died. And that was the only other time that I cried in front of people. So there was 9-11, and I was at Showman Montreal. And then there was uh, the date that uh, Terry Fox died. The third time I cried was here on this podcast with you. And, uh, when you heard yourself cry in, in the in the episode when you're doing the, the 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 production piece on it, yeah, were you tempted to cut that out? No, or like, yeah, no. And the reason I didn't cut it out is because, as you'll remember, in that episode, I said it's okay to cry. I think that's part of processing the information. I think that's part of getting over the post-traumatic stress. I think it's part of just getting over it, period, is allowing yourself to cry and allow your feelings, because those were my feelings. So, no, I didn't want to cut that out, because Mm -hmm. as, as I pointed out to you, I wanted to be as real and as authentic as I could ever be. So that was me. Yep, I heard it when I uh, when I listened back. I I heard, I heard Rob heard my my friend, um, very much the way we talk on the phone. Yep, 
Because I'll and, cry, uh, I'll cry in front of you on the phone. I I don't care. Thinking about you know the hundreds, if not thousands, maybe the millions of listeners we have on this podcast. We hope. and I thought, <laughs> and I said to myself, I said, should I choose to cry? And I'm going yes because it's real. And that, um, if people don't understand what this podcast is all about, mind body matters. It's about being real. It's about talking about stuff that is real. Stuff that people would go through on a day-to-day basis. My sister always says, <laughs> when we close our conversations, my sister Katie always says, keep it real, bro. So I was just trying to keep it real. You did. You yeah. did. Let's, um, let's segue a bit. I want to talk about okay. food. Oh, my God. <laughs> no, let's not talk about food because you know that's that's another vice in my life. Well, that's exactly what I want to talk about. Is that uh, last week uh, we interviewed Valerie Gao who who talked about mindful self compassion. But yes, this was the follow up to I think it was a second episode where she was talking about mindful eating. And yes. after that interview, you and I really related to that. That <laughs> we don't really. Uh, we're not very mindful when we eat. We just kind of eat the junk food and go to McDonald's. We talked about that. <laughs> yes. So I thought of her uh, uh, recently because, like I said earlier, you know, I, I went to see my doctor and, you know, got all checked out for cholesterol and glucose levels and things like and, that. And and how was the prognosis? Good. Good. But the, the Good. thing is, is that, you know, long story short, is that my uh, glucose levels are up. So I started thinking, okay, uh, maybe I got I to gotta revisit what I'm eating, but also revisit what I've been struggling with for a long time is my relationship with food, right? It used to be alcohol. Alcohol was the substance, the and, and I mean, primarily the behavior that was behind dealing with emotions. So when I get stressed out and emotional now, I, I binge and I'm not at all mindful of what I'm putting in. I'm not, I'm not even mindful when I'm putting it in. You're looking for comfort food. Yeah, but I think sometimes it's more than that, and I, I think i got to be careful about that. Now, this interesting thing is that yesterday I was at the doctor about, you know, cholesterol levels and glucose levels. And today I interviewed a gentleman that is a, a psychologist in the States, and he's come up with eight books about food. Oh. And he and I were talking, and he was giving me a lot of insight into how the brain actually works when it comes to making that decision, should I order a pizza and should I eat four or five slices of the pizza? <laughs> yes. There's, you know, he, he, he talked about some very, very interesting things. So I'm looking forward to the actual interview. And uh, his name is uh, Dr. Livingston. Dr. Livingston, I presume. No, actually. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's spelled differently, but I thought oh, of the it? same okay. thing. Oh, did you? Okay. I All thought right. of the same thing when, yeah. when we first got on the call. Um, yeah. I, I, I thought of referring to him as Dr. Dr. Livingstone. Livingstone, because that's, okay. that's, that's the reference, Dr. Livingstone. He's Dr. Oh, Livingstone. pardon me. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Okay. Um, I had to look it up. Don't worry about it. All right. Uh, <laughs> so it, it, it brought me back to our conversation about food and weight gain. What's your relationship with food? Oh, my goodness. How would you describe that? I'm actually glad that you brought that up because here's this topic that I could easily talk about. Mm -hmm. All my life, I will say, I was teased as a youngster about my weight. Um, 
even when I don't even think I should have been teased about my weight, because when I look back at those pictures, I didn't think I was, like, now looking back, I wasn't fat. But, I mean, I've always looked at myself as uh, being uh, a little overweight where I shouldn't have been. Um, I can tell you honestly that my car has radar detection for every McDonald's or every fast food restaurant around the planet. My car knows where to go, but that's my relationship with food. And, you know, it was the food that was mm-hmm. helping me out. That's why mm-hmm. I, 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 I gave you that reference earlier. I, I, I talked about it being comfort food. Yeah, I know what you're getting at. I'd like, and and again, no discredit to McDonald's or whatever, but uh, one of my go-to meals was always a quarter pounder with cheese combo. Uh Well, if I do do it now, I just get the quarter pounder with cheese, I don't get the fries, and I get myself a Diet Coke. But back in the day, it was a quarter pounder with cheese, it was the large fries, and the medium Coke. Uh But not anymore. That was ingrained in my brain were the drive-throughs and as you know in my career I've done a lot of driving uh-huh. whether it was driving from studio to studio uh from radio station to radio station like I said I believe that my car uh had a magnetic force that was attracted <laughs> to drive-throughs uh-huh. and I probably wasn't eating as best as I could however lately because of my visits to my doctor I'm trying to watch my diet. When I had um, hip surgery back about two years ago, I lost a ton of weight. And I, to this day, I don't know why. Maybe the reason I lost a lot of weight was because I was finally in the care of my wife and we were eating regular at a regular time, as opposed to, as I, as I mentioned, I drive cab part-time. So it's nothing for me uh, when it's convenient uh, to go through McDonald's at 9 o'clock at night and grabbing something. That's the worst thing is to eat at nighttime, though. Well, it, it is because you're not uh, giving your, uh, your body a chance to absorb and or digest or your metabolism. So, so at night, um, it's not great to eat. So that's my relationship with food. Um, it's, it's like a vice. It's like the booze. It's, it'll make me feel good. And when, in fact, I don't need to be eating that stuff, I could be eating a lot more healthier. Why not a salad, right? Uh-huh. So this doctor you were talking to, uh-huh. uh, what was he saying? Well, he, he's done a lot of research, and, and what he's going to talk about is uh, the, the type of person that is more prone to um, eat a lot of chocolate as their go-to uh-huh. yeah. versus yeah. someone else that might, it might be a little bit different. Yeah, and uh, we had an interesting chat about salty foods, what, like what that does for us. Um, well, I mean, aside from you know, a bag of chips, you know, salty chips aren't good for you, but what salt does and what sugar does. So I'm really looking forward to this interview. But it got me thinking about our conversation before. Salt is big on cholesterol, if I'm not mistaken. I think that, so. Yeah. Well, high uh, blood pressure, you know, uh, right? So a lot of salt's going to be bad for your blood pressure. Um, but it was a very interesting conversation. And like I said, I kind of tied it in with this conversation that we've been having once in a while about, about weight gain and, uh, and food and mindful eating. Uh, so I, I'm, I'm looking forward to, uh, to interviewing, uh, this Dr. Livingston. Now you, uh, would you say that you've ever had a problem with, uh, 
with eating. Like, I've never seen you as a chubby person. You've always, like, since I've known you since back in the 80s, okay, you've always sort of been the same. Like, you really haven't chubbed out or you haven't skinnied up or what have you. I think when you first met me, when I thought I was chubby, I wasn't chubby. You were. But, I remember, like, when I first uh, met you, I think you're, like, 17, 18, I, I, I think. Uh, I would have um, been 18 years old. Yeah. yeah. I don't remember you being chubby, but you said that you were when you were younger. Well, that's what I, that's, that was my perception of myself back then. I thought I was chubby. But when I look back at those pictures, I saw a picture the other day of Billy B and me from Billy B from Studio C <laughs> back at uh, our radio station in Kitchener. And I went, no, I said, I'm not fat. Um, I looked at myself and I thought, hey, you were pretty damn good looking back then. <laughs> but what the hell happened to you? Oh, you're still good looking. <laughs> Thanks. But to answer your question, uh, maybe you haven't seen me in the ups and downs. And, and this is what the, the doctor was saying, because he has experience. He, he, he at one point was over 300 pounds. And because of his personal journey that, you know, it uh, provoked him to look into it further as a psychologist later on. But uh, my weight's been up and down. I did not know that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 As as many people. Uh, so, yeah, looking at pictures in the past, you know, okay, that's a fat period. That's a skinny period. There was a period where uh, I believe that I was, uh, let's say I had an eating disorder or I was, I was caught up in disordered eating, as they say. Okay. I, uh, I started cutting everything out, right? So, okay, we're going to cut that out. We're going to cut, we're not going to eat meat. We're not going to eat sugar. We're not going to, and, and then it got down to, I'm feeling better. Uh, I'm skinnier. And then that tied in with what I've talked about before on this podcast is this low self-esteem and, uh -huh. and, and a, a negative self-image of myself. Mm -hmm. When people said, Hey, I, I noticed you lost weight. You look good. Then that fed into my disordered eating at the time. And then I, I lost weight and well, I'm about five foot eight and I, I believe I got down to like 125 pounds. Oh, wow. Uh, I haven't been 125 pounds since I'm going to say grade six. But, <laughs> but at your height now, I mean, look how unhealthy that would be if you're down to 125. So it's gone up and down. But um, now that I'm a little bit more aware of my health, thanks to my wife, who has uh, helped me regarding being active and going for walks and uh, challenging me on, you're eating your emotions again, Greg. Yeah, um, yes. And what this, this guy was talking about is that there, you can train yourself to be at a point before you binge, before you eat the nasty stuff and you have the craving, you can actually train yourself to process the thinking that goes before the binging. In in other words, I don't need this, and I and I totally get that because yeah. those yeah. are those are things that are going through my mind lately. Because I don't mind telling you, I'm into my doctors once every three months because I'm what they would call a borderline diabetic. So he's keeping some close tabs on me right now, making sure that my A1C level is uh -huh. at where it should be. My blood pressure is where it should be, all this stuff. So I'm very aware that I've got to watch what I do or else. 
Mm-hmm. You know. Well, I, I I learned that's metabolic syndrome. This is what I I, I maybe it was a doctor that told me about it, but it's the uh, the combination of high blood pressure, glucose levels. Yes, the they have to be in balance, and then what can happen is that if they're not in balance, then you're heading towards heart attack and stroke. Yep, which is uh, which, of course, if you're diabetic, uh, everything from diabetes leads to heart attack and or stroke. Uh, a high risk, yeah. It's yeah. all sort of interconnected, if you will. So, are you paying attention to that? Like when the doctor says, uh, you know, your 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 weight's going up, and you're eating, you know, unhealthy foods, and and you could be borderline diabetic. Like, w- what choices are you making? I have an appointment. I have an appointment with my doctor in uh, a couple of weeks. I don't mind saying. Uh, the only problem is is with everything that, that's happened in my life, especially with Alex and uh, his untimely uh, passing. I think I've done that comfort food thing, okay? Oh, I and, bet, I bet. And um, so I know I'm going to get read the riot act in a couple of weeks when I go to the to the doctor. He'll go, what the hell's going on here, Rob? But I don't even think he knows what's happened in my life until I actually go see him. Mm-hmm. So it's not that I'm creating an excuse, but that <laughs> I will use it as an excuse just to get on to my next appointment with my doctor. But I've really got to watch it. I got to watch what I'm eating. Um, and when I eat, that's the biggest thing is when I eat. Have you, have you ever, have you ever heard of this? They always say you should eat like a king in the morning. That's what they say. You should, you should eat like a prince at lunchtime. Oh, I never heard that. And eat as a pauper at supper time. Mm. So in other words, you eat your biggest meal in the morning and then you're, average meal, your medium meal at lunchtime, and then your little meal at supper time. Mm-hmm. That's the way it was explained to me. But uh, I've been all over the map lately. <laughs> I don't mind admitting. Um, I was in a bad habit. Actually, I still am in a bad habit of eating junk food at nighttime. And really what that is, is that I'm, I'm probably not getting enough uh, fuel in, for my lunch and for my dinner uh, because at 9, 10 o'clock, then, you know, I'll go to, uh, you know, the the chips and, um, you know, ice cream and all that kind of stuff. I used to do the ice cream thing and I used to do the chips thing. I don't do that anymore. Like, as a matter of fact, last night when I needed a snack, my beautiful wife, let me point out my beautiful wife, Carmela, she gave me a a granola bar at 10 o'clock last night. Well, that's a good choice. God God bless her. Yeah. She's great. (laughs) Carm's great. But I mean, that's, um, that's an example of what he and I were talking about is that you have control over the part of you that is making that choice. So making that decision. Right. So, I mean, she helped you make that decision, but picture yourself granola bar beside your most favorite chocolate bar. Oh, a big Turk, a big Turk. That's a very Canadian chocolate bar. I don't think they have. Is it it a Canadian chocolate bar? Anyway, that was one of my favorites. Can I tell you the last time I had a Big Turk? Probably five years ago. So that goes to show you that I'm trying. But if you had it in front of you, right, and you're hungry, okay, what choice would you make uh, between a granola bar and a Big Turk bar, chocolate bar? And they're both out here in front of me? Yeah, side by side. Oh, the Big Turk. Why? Like, this is what he was saying is that, you know, wh- why why do we go through the process when we have choices that we go to the one that is 
in our mind, more satisfying. Because I haven't had a big Turk chocolate bar for five years, for God's sakes. (laughs) That's why. (laughs) (laughs) And damn it, I deserve it. (laughs) I deserve it, damn it. You know what we should do is we should have someone on the show talking about intermittent fasting. Have you have you heard about this? I've actually, um, who was it? I think it was Val in her first episode. Did she not talk about? Um, Quite possible. I think she talked a little bit about fasting. I've never done that. Yeah, it's a big, it's a big um, thing now, and there's there's controversy yeah. around it. But I got to tell you that I have adopted a little bit of that intermittent fasting because what I was told. It does sound pretty pretty healthy in the way that you have longer periods of time between the last thing you ate at nighttime and the first thing you eat in the morning to give yourself the, in the body pro, uh, time to process and eliminate and all those all those things. Eh? And I gotta say, you know, I mean, some people really go overboard and they look at a sixteen hour period. Uh, I've been toying around with like a twelve hour period. Breakfast is important, but it depends on when you have that first meal of the day. It may not be in the morning. It might be kind of like between breakfast and lunch. And that's that's what I'm hitting. I'm hitting that time period that I get up at 8 o'clock, but I have my first meal probably in around 12. But it's not like a lunch. It's it's like a breakfast. So that the last thing I ate last night, you know, 8, 9 o'clock, the next thing I'm putting in my body is is at 12 o'clock, then the theory is, is that it's much healthier because you're giving yourself that time. I, you know, I could be totally wrong in how I'm describing it, but that's how I understand it. But when you have this, uh, this upcoming interview with this doctor, mm-hmm. that's a question, that's a question to ask. Yeah. Yeah. Would you be interested in joining me on, on, on this, uh, this interview? Sometimes you do. Well, sometimes I do. Sometimes I don't. It just depends. I have to see how my, um, my appointment with my own doctor goes in a couple of weeks. Okay, so you don't want to. You want then then I, I, I'll get back to you on that. Okay, one, okay. okay. But, There's something behind that, but uh, yeah, think about it. It might it might be interesting to ask a few questions. But a great chat though about um, eating disorders because, like as you know, um, a lot of people um, they struggle with with eating. And, and a lot of people are re- really struggling with eating. And so I get it. It's, it's, it's one of those things. But um, up in my mind, I'm very aware of and I'm very conscious of. And it, I know it's something that I've got to, I got to spend a little more time at if I want to live a healthy and longer life. Exactly. So you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to ask you something because. Um, okay. For God's sakes, what's. What's you got your phone on during all this? Well, no, it just uh, those are important people calling me. Oh, this person is really important. Oh, it's your wife. <laughs> um, <laughs> she says, "When are you coming home for dinner?" <laughs> but honestly, folks, as they say, that I am concerned. Um, about your weight only because we're, yes. we're best friends. Right. And I'm aware of yeah. my weight and we're, you know, as, yeah. as we're getting older, but, um, like, what are you doing about reducing your weight? Because that's one thing I learned about this metabolic syndrome is that if you can get active and you can drop 20 pounds, you might be able to get yourself out of that range of borderline diabetic. You have a, a choice there. You have an opportunity oh, for, for sure. Yeah. And I, I know I have to lose weight 
And again, I'm just, and I'm not creating excuses, but you know, I guess I, I'm not, I am. I'm not shaming you. I'm, I'm just saying that I'm concerned. I'm but concerned. W- what I am saying is I know when I get on the scale at the doctor's office in two weeks that I'm going to be up probably 10 pounds. And it's just because of my comfort food and everything that's gone on in my life. But I also know it's very detrimental to my health and I've got to do something about it. So... Folks, today on the Just Keep Talking episode of Mind Body Matters, <laughs> Rob is going to make a pledge here that he will, um, by this time in a month, I will have dropped 10 pounds. That's your goal. That's, That's cool. my goal. Good I'm, for you. I'm, I'm, goal, I'm goal setting now, Greg. I'm, well, I'm goal setting. You're, you're putting this on tape, Rob, and we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna post. This. I know, and and that way, that way, I should follow through with my goal. But if if there's no record of it, I'd say I never said that. Right. Okay. So in a month, a month from today. So then, in a, yeah, in, a, in month, a month. So a month from today's episode. Okay. I want ten pounds off. Excellent. Good for you. It's, you know, it's, uh, sometimes we think we have to make major choices, you know, like, uh, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to join the gym and I'm going to lose 30 pounds, you know, but saying, you know what, I'm going to give myself a month, four weeks to drop 10 pounds. That's great. I think that's an achievable goal only if I follow through on it, but it's up to me mm-hmm. and that's what I've got to do. So that's what I will do because Lord knows a month from now. If I haven't lost 10 pounds, I'll never hear the end of it from Greg. Exactly. I, I'll yeah. bug the piss out of you about it. That's right. Oh, hang on. Oh, that's for your, God's sake, who's calling now? It's, you, it's your wife going, oh. for God's sakes, will you guys please wrap this episode up? <laughs> I'd like to have some comfort food with my husband, <laughs> Greg. <laughs> well, you know, just, we, just we can end this off on two things. Okay. My, my, uh, two ideas. Yeah. One... There's a podcast that people should listen to, mm-hmm. and it's called Beyond the Weight. Oh, okay. And the hosts are Henny and Sandy. Okay. And this podcast, they've been doing this for, for a number of years. It's about diet and weight and all that? Yeah. It, okay. Well, yeah, not always, but um, I'm a, a majority of their episodes is about uh, exactly what we're talking about, food and, and weight okay. gain and, you know, the black uh, the, the box that has all the numbers on it being focused on that. But this is a this is a great podcast people should check out. So that's beyond I, the weight. I'm not, I, I wasn't aware of it until you just told me. Yeah. So I, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll look into that. Beyond. It might help me lose that 10 pounds in the next four weeks. Well, there you go. That's what you, my suggestion is okay. that uh, during this month, you listen to Beyond the Weight with Henny and Sandy. It's on Apple okay. Podcasts or on Podbean, uh, okay. but I'm, I'm sure you can, you can find it. And um, uh, maybe I could be, uh, maybe I could become a guest on their show. Uh, maybe for someone that is doing it all wrong. And that's someone that is, <laughs> yeah. you know, can't live up to his promises. Oh, I mean. oh, oh. so I'm, I, I'm feeling a little challenge here now. <laughs> oh, my God. This has taken me back. Anyway, um, I like what we're doing uh, with our podcast. I like the fact that we can be real. Anything else before we go that you want to talk about? I just want to say I I like that we started Keep Talking because it forces us to be unprofessional. It forces us to, <laughs> even though we're we're behind the mic, 
to allow yeah. ourselves just to be Rob and Greg, right? And yeah, yeah. the other episodes, you know, where we feel compelled to, you know, have a certain kind of production value, and that's good, you know, keeping things tight and all that kind of stuff. And we gotta, we got to sometimes be clinical, but you know what? This is just a way of, um, in my opinion, with this uh, just talking thing on Mind Body Matters, it, it's allowing me to let my hair down a little bit, if you know what I mean. Well, why are you saying that in your announcer voice? Just because, say it in voice, for God's sake. Okay. For God's sakes, it's just letting me, it's just letting me let my hair down a little bit. Yes. Is that better? Yeah. Okay. That's great. No, okay. no, I, I, I noticed that in you. This is, this is, um, mm-hmm. uh, this is something we're going to continue. Uh, we, we hope to have this bi-weekly, so every other week. Yeah. Uh, and if someone, you know, finds some benefit in it, great. If let it, us know. Yeah. And let us know. And and let me know that you're very proud of me losing that 10 pounds in the month when I have indeed lost the 10 pounds in that month. Like, let me know. Send your cards and letters to Rob Reeford in care of Mind Body Matters. <laughs> we'll acknowledge it. And, uh, you know, don't feel the pressure because sometimes with the pressure of losing weight, you know, it's, it's, it's too tough, but kudos, kudos and congratulations for, for, uh, uh, um, you know, letting people know that you're making that, uh, that challenge for yourself. And that choice. And that's getting back to what, uh, your interview, uh, upcoming interview with that doctor is we all have choices to make. Mm-hmm. It goes back mm-hmm. to what my sister, you remember I, I, I bring up this and I'm going to say it again. Oh, for uh, God's sakes, I thought we were wrapping this up. For okay, God's my sister used to say, and she still does. She says, um, awareness brings choice and choice brings freedom. Mm-hmm. I like that phrase. So true. And uh, the, the, they were act, those words were actually penned by someone else, but my sister picked up on that saying years ago and i i try and follow that every day just be aware and make the right choices folks make the right choices um so i, I i'm putting you on the spot but you're mr song guy like you always have songs that fit oh, in with what we're talking yeah. about and what you know episodes that we have and mm-hmm. we share a lot about um musicians uh, when we're on facebook mm-hmm. uh, you're a big seal fan and we talked about pink floyd last time so in this conversation, is is there a song that comes to your mind that that you can add in uh, when you produce this as the ending of the show? Oh, you put me on the spot for goodness sakes! There you go again. You don't have to decide now. Just when you produce it, then you can add it. But I was just thinking that is there any song that that um, comes to mind that would would be a nice way to end it? Um, something about food. Is there a song about food? Is there a song about food? Help me out here. Is there a song about food? <laughs> I'm going to leave this with you because you're, you're going to produce this. Okay. Uh, and, and edit it down and, 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 and make me sound fantastic. As I always do. And, and <laughs> just so you know, folks, that's a lot of work for me, okay? I bet. I bet. <laughs> it is. Listen, my friend, always good to talk to you. And let's just keep talking. Let's just keep talking, and, and here's the song for today. An old classic from Supertramp. It's Breakfast in America. Yeah.